This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you to our warning program. Today, my wife, Reverend Adalia Hansen, is speaking at the Anointed Ones Church of Deliverance International, which is located in Aden, North Carolina, with Apostle Ruth Peterson as the senior pastor. She's speaking to the women's service on Awaken the Women, although the message itself is actually good for everybody. Now sit back and enjoy this message, Awaken the Women. Oh, praise God. We are honored this morning to have Evangelist Adelia Hansen with us. And we are expecting and anticipating a move of God. We encourage you to allow God to use you to flow out and to just minister and have your liberty in this day. We praise God for you this morning. Pleasure to be here today. I'm glad to be amongst my kind, the women. Amen. So I'm gonna say something right now. If you read the book of Genesis 1, it said, The Spirit was upon the waters, and God said, Let there be light. The spirit has to move first before you speak the word. Amen. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit in this place. I know he's here, but we want him to be upon us. He's inside of us, but we need him upon us. Amen? 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray right now. Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your Spirit that you have given upon us, O oh God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. We pray, Lord, that you may have your way in this place. I pray, God, that your spirit will brood over us this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now the serpent is asking Eve a question. But he knew what God had told Adam. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch, lest ye die. When Satan wanted to take control of the earth, the world, he bypassed the man and went to the woman. You ask yourself, why? Because God gave instruction to Adam and told him in Genesis 1 on how he should tend to the garden and do all those kind of stuff. But Satan went straight to the woman. Remember, Satan was in the presence of God from the beginning. There are things he knows. He's very wise. Amen? So now Eve decided to tell Satan, well, God said we should not eat or even touch it. Did God say do not touch it? If you read Genesis 1, he was talking to Adam. He didn't say don't touch it. He said don't eat of it. But Eve added do not touch it. Because Adam gave instruction, I'm sure, Adam gave instruction to Eve. This is what God said. Don't do this. Don't do that. Maybe even added, don't even touch it. So Eve told Satan the same thing. But Eve altered the word of God. Eve added. She altered because he said, ye shall, lest ye die. But God didn't say, lest ye die. God said, you shall surely, surely die. But she altered that word. And another place, she said, you shall not touch it. God did not say that. So Satan knew there's a leeway because there's a danger when you alter and, uh, and add to the word of God. Because the scripture says, do not add, do not remove. Amen. Now Satan caused the doubt of the word of God because he asked a question. Did he say? He knows what he said. And that's what Satan does to the women who come and actually <laughs> twist the word and even ask did god say it god say it maybe god told you this is what's going to happen in your life this is how i'm going to move in your life this is what i promise you but satan will come and cause you to doubt the word of god and you start asking yourself and once satan puts a doubt in your mind it's very hard for you to get it out you need the word of god to purge that doubt out of you and scripture says the renewal of the mind. Your mind has to be renewed for you to be able to overcome the lies and the deception of the enemy. 
Satan knows how to deal with women. He can start corrupting the woman at a very early age, all right? You can hear of parents talking to the child, you are so ugly, nobody wants you, you're, you know, you're just a nuisance in this family. And as the child grows, <clears throat> it stays in the mind. And the lies causes a stronghold. This is what's called the stronghold of the mind. It is a, it's like a fortification of the lies and the deception of the enemy, and it becomes a stronghold. In Ephesians 6, we're told, <clears throat> the weapons of our warfare and our kernel, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are lies and deceptions that have built a fortification. And it's a hard thing to deal with strongholds because there are people you can tell them, oh, you know, God has healed you. They'll say, no, I don't think so because they don't know. They have believed the lies of the enemy to a point that you can't even penetrate that wall, that stronghold. There was a time many years ago, <clears throat> I was going through deliverances and then I had a vision and in this vision there was pillars and in these pillars there were serpents, huge serpents that had twirled around the pillars and I asked the Lord what is this? He said these are strongholds, the fortifications were strongholds and there are demons that were guarding the strongholds to make sure that the word of God does not penetrate into the innermost part of the person. Even if you cast the demons out of people the stronghold still remains, you have to destroy the strongholds. Because when the, when the demons leave, they'll still come back because the mindset of the person has not changed yet. Jesus said when the demon leaves a person, he'll go hover about and then come back. If the house has been swept clean and stuff like that, it'll come back because there's something that you have that is still his. The lies and the deception of the enemy. Sometimes we preach to people and the word does not enter in. It's all about in the mind, in the mind. The person has to purge themselves in the word of God to be able to be renewed to a point that you come to trust God. I suffered so much to a point I didn't trust God. People said, oh, Jesus loves you, trust in God. I didn't believe anything they said because I said, where was he when I went through this and that? Because the lie had formed a fortification in my head. People, people told me that the father loves me. I said, no, I don't, I don't even see him as a father because the lies were there for many years as I grew up, because I was, a I was a rejected person. People hated me for no reason. My mother died, my father died, I, was, I ended up homeless. I'm telling you, even if I would have died, nobody would have cried for me, because nobody was there for me. But I had to struggle, as I had to find my way to be able to understand and know the word of God. But I had to renew my mind. I took the scriptures, and I started reading it as it has already been done. Not that it will be done. It has already been done. I said, Jesus already delivered me. Not that he will deliver. He delivered me. I, I, I started believing in what God did on the cross. What Jesus did on the cross when he said it is finished. He bore my griefs. He carried my sorrows. All those kind of stuff. I started, I started speaking that to myself over and over and over. And I remember my pastor telling me, Jesus appeared to me last night. And he said, you're, you're not even there yet. Because my mind, my mind was full of lies and deception. But once I conquered that, now Jesus started to appear to me, you know, me, because I started believing in him. The scripture says, if you don't believe, God is not moved by just tears and stuff like that. Faith, you have to believe. You have to believe. Now you need to understand why, the, why Satan approached the woman. The woman is a gateway in the spirit. What is in the eternal comes through the earth, through the gate of a woman, through the womb, okay? When God told Jeremiah, I knew before I formed you in your mother's womb. So how did Jeremiah get to the earth? It took a woman to give birth to that child.
women are gateways in the spirit not just physically by giving birth but in the spirit they are also access point and the devil knew that this woman is an access point so that's why he went to the woman and told this woman all this lie and then the woman ate the fruit and gave it to the husband all right but god knew that it's through the woman the fall of man came but it's through a woman that he brought redemption he was able to choose mary to bring forth the the seed of Jesus that will destroy the works of Satan. Now, th knowing that you're an access point and that you are a gateway, you are a threat to the enemy. You will always be a threat to the enemy till Jesus comes. A lot of things happen in the womb of a woman because if it's just physical, if it's in your womb, it's just a physical thing, then you give birth to a child with no spirit, with no soul, because if, if it's just physical, because in the physical, you birth physical. In the spirit, you birth spirit. But in the womb of a woman, a child is built physically, and then the soul, and then the spirit is also formed in the child. So this is a mystery. You ask yourself, a spirit comes inside of a woman, a soul, and a body. Not just a body, but spirit, soul, and body. Women are built to be incubators. As you incubate, when you are pregnant, you're incubating, right? In the spirit, you're also incubators. You know, women are not defined necessarily as giving birth because they're women who are barren. They can't give birth. But that doesn't mean, that does that mean they're not women? No. Because there's something much more than just giving birth. It is giving birth in the spirit is what God has given to the woman. When God said that I'm, make, I'm creating a helpmeet for the man, a helpmeet is not just washing dishes, taking care of the children, paying half the bills. It's not bound to that. If you want to help someone, you have to have something the person doesn't have, right? If I need money, if I need, I need money from you, I'll say, oh, uh, can you help me with money? You want to help me with money? You have to have the money to give me. So there's something that the woman has that the man doesn't that he has to help the man with. Amen. We are, that's the meaning of being a helper, a helpmeet. The scripture says, the less is blessed of the greater. So if the man doesn't have something, the woman has to provide that something. And people have said so many times, I've, okay, it's true. They say men are priests of the home. That's fine. I don't object to that. But what does the scripture say? That we are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Priesthood is both the man and the woman. You don't let the man do the praying, the praying part and all you do is take care of the children. No. You know your position in the spirit. You are also a priest. You have to birth things in the spirit. Sometimes the man is so occupied by taking care of, the, you know, providing and all that. And what are you doing? You have to birth things the same way when you have a child, when you conceive a child, you watch over the child, you speak life to the child, you pray for your husband, you pray for your home. That is given to the woman. It's called groaning. It's called groaning. The scripture says that the earth is groaning with labor pains, right? And physically, women usually groan with labor pains. In the spirit, you're supposed to groan with labor pains to see the manifestation of what God said he will do in your home, in the country, in the nations, in the cities. Women are supposed to groan. The power of groaning is in the woman. It has been given to you. Jesus said to Martha, you know, Mary has chosen the good part. 
and it shall not be taken from her. You have to choose the good part. What's the good part? Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Staying at the feet of Jesus. What he says, you take it as is. Otherwise, the devil will take you out of the way. I understand the problems of strongholds. I've been there. It's hard to break from it. It is very hard. Somebody can preach to you, can say all they want, and as long as the stronghold is there, it's not going to take you anywhere. You have to renew your mind. Because there are people who, they have, their trust is, they can't trust anybody. No matter what, they can't trust nobody. But how do you minister to that person? How? Because all you say, Jesus loves you, he's going to do great things. The person is not going to believe what you're saying. Because the strongholds are in the mind. But the person has to choose the good part. And has to read and meditate upon the word and take Christ. What well, everything he tells you, take it at heart and believe every word he says. It doesn't matter what you're seeing. We live by faith, not by sight. If you choose to live by faith, no matter what you see. When I started reading the scriptures, demons still attacked me. I'm still reading scriptures. Use faith, knowing that Jesus will surely deliver me. Yes, they kept coming. Because that's what Satan will do. Once you read a scripture and you want to meditate upon it, he'll still come. He will challenge the word of God. All he does is oppose the word of God and brings the opposite of what God said. He will still come. But you have to choose to stand strong. Apostle Paul said, after you have done all things, stand. Stand. So what are you standing on? You're standing on the word of God and the position that God has given you. They said so they told me so many times oh you're gonna be a preacher you're gonna do this i was like mm -mm, i don't see myself there <laughs> no i don't see it mm -mm. Said, oh you're gonna be seeing your stuff i said mm -mm, no because i didn't see myself there i thought i was a weak and a helpless person nobody even wants to talk to me and stuff like that but slowly i decided to enter into the realm of priesthood women are priests because it is written, we are priests and kings unto God. So once I decided to be a priest, I started groaning in the spirit. I'll wake up and start speaking in tongues for hours. I'll go up to seven hours, eight hours, 10 hours. But when you do that, the strongholds are breaking from your mind. Even when you start reading the scriptures, it will come alive. It will come alive. I never knew that even one day that Jesus could appear to someone like me, but he did. Oh, he did. He appeared to me and he said, I am the Lord your God. I, was, I couldn't even move because the presence, therefore, I was like a dead person. I couldn't move. But Christ had come to declare that he is my God. But it took me time. It took years and years of trying to grasp the word and believe what God is saying. But choose the good part to believe it. I know it's not easy. I know that. I can't just say, just believe it. You're not just going to believe it in the next second. It will take time. You build your inner man. The enemy will, will accuse God to you. He will tell you all these things. God does not love you. or He doesn't care or he has favorites and stuff like that. God does not have, have any favorites. He has intimates. People that are intimate with him. I used to look at myself in the mirror and I thought I was the most ugliest person you've ever seen. 
Because whatsoever the enemy said, that's what I took. And you need to understand that the enemy can come in the form of your thoughts. You might think it's you talking, but he ain't you. The Satan, the demons can usurp your voice. And they're saying things and you're just be, you're believing everything he said. Oh, you're so ugly. Yes, I know I am. Oh, you'll never go anywhere. Yes, I know I am. Oh, you know, you're agreeing with the enemy. You're having a conversation with the enemy and you're thinking it's your mind talking. Demons are talking to you. And they're opposing the word of God. And once you recognize it, there was a woman, she was a very pretty woman, she was a preacher's wife. And anytime she would stand in front of a mirror and she's looking at herself, she would hear the voice tell her, oh, you are so beautiful. You can have any man you want. All right? So she shooed off the person, shooed off the spirit. It came again, it came again. The third time she actually listened to it. And she ended up having an affair with someone because the demon took time to build that mindset in her. You're so pretty. Oh, you don't have to settle with one man. Maybe your husband ain't that all good. He doesn't look that good. You can have any man you want. But this is a woman who has known God all her life. And she stepped away from the path of Christ. And she entered into the world system through having an affair. That's what the enemy does. He'll come feed you information little by little. Little by little, and then you build up a fortification that you can't break. What is he saying to you? When God came into the garden, and then Adam was coming with an excuse, well, he said, who told you that you were naked? The question is, who told you? All these things you're hearing, who told you? Because Jesus said when Satan came, and he told Satan, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the proceeding word of God. That's where life is. The proceeding word of God. It's not just physical life. It is spiritual life. That is what you live by. What God says. Oh, my mama told me this. My dad told me that. My boyfriend told me this. Or some funny kid at school told me this. But the question God is asking you is who told you now when God was walking in the garden and then he asked the question where art thou it's not that he didn't know where Adam was he's all-knowing he knew where he was but it's because of a position that he had lost he was asking where are you because of the position he had lost when you believe the lies of the enemy you lose your position in Christ because there's a position where he has kept you. That you're a woman, this is your office. This is what you're supposed to do. When you believe the lies of the enemy, then you're not there. And when Christ comes, you know, looking for intimacy, looking for somebody to talk to, he'll say, where are you? Where are you? You're not there. You're in another place where lies and deception lies. That's where you are. So today we'll deal with where are you and who told you. Satan was there when the prophecy was made concerning the woman that the woman will give forth a seed that will bruise the head of Satan. And this was fulfilled by Christ when he came to destroy the works of Satan. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't mean Satan will not come again. Because now both the woman and the man and we all come together, we form the bride of Christ. Now Eve was like a representation of the bride of Christ. Now we are the bride of Christ. So he will keep coming to hurt Christ by deceiving the bride of Christ. 
of Christ. Now, Satan knows that you as a gateway, what you do, you bring forth things in the spirit and in the physical, in form of children and in the spirit. But what he will do, he'll increase the troubles to a woman. All right? He will see he might even cause you to marry the wrong person, to cause you not to fulfill your purpose. You might marry the wrong person. He'll attack your husband. He'll attack your finances. He'll do all sorts of things to bring destruction to cause you not to work in your purpose because he knows once you enter and thrive in it, he's going to be in trouble. The scripture said, and the women received their dead to life. He didn't say the men or the people. The scripture said the women. They must have done something. They were praying. They were interceding. People don't understand the power the woman has. But now it has been so corrupted to a point now when women gather together, it's about, oh, who's succeeding? Who has the money? Who's more prettier? Who has all the influence? No, no, no. That's the work of Satan. That is not the purpose of a woman. Woman in the kingdom is to bring forth the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. You're supposed to birth it. That's your purpose. It's all about, oh, who's black, who's white, who's richer, who's whatever. That's not your purpose. Satan has caused a deception in the world that has caused people to take their eyes from what God called them to be to what God, Satan, wants them to be. That is what Satan is doing right now. When we gather around, it shouldn't matter how much money you have or what kind of purse you carry. It's about, are you, an intimate, are you intimate with God? That's what will make you stand out. And how pretty you are, or how light-skinned you are, all this kind of nonsense. It's about, what do you carry? When my husband started taking me to all these places, you know, all these preachers, all these preachers and ministers, these are people with heavy weight and stuff like that. I, you know, I felt so intimidated, I would just shrink. I'll be sitting at the back and stuff like that. I said, I don't know, I don't know if this is a place for me. I used to whine to God and said, I don't know. But the Lord said, you are a sleeping giant. You shouldn't be intimidated by the years people have walked in ministry, by their titles, by their certificates, by their degrees. He said, it doesn't matter. These are not the things that will cause you to enter heaven. I, what I will ask you is, what did you do with the gift I gave you? So I gained confidence. And I started walking in the midst of apostles and great men of God and, and preachers and, and kings and princes. And I entered there because I knew what God has given me. In the midst of it, I said, I chose the good part. It doesn't matter if they look down on me or what they think in their minds. You know, when you enter a place, somebody's sizing you down. What is this? You know, I get that a lot. You enter into a place and somebody will just size you, like from your feet going up. But in my mind, I'll say, I've chosen the good part. Because at the end of the day, it's not what the person thinks of me. It's about what God thinks of me. Amen? <laughs> when God will be asking you questions of what you did, that person is not going to be there. And another thing, that person doesn't put food on your table, doesn't pay for your clothes, doesn't do nothing. All you can do is pity the person. It's a pity because women are really destined for greatness because when God said he made man and woman after their own image, you are the image of God. People say you're the image of man. Mm -mm. You're the image of God because he said he made both male and female.
So when somebody sees you, they should see God. Jesus was walking with his disciples and he said, ye are gods. It's not the men, or just, not just the men, all of you. You are God. You are a God with a small g in the earth. The lies that the enemy told you, they need to be reversed. There's so many lies the enemy told you, but they need to be reversed with the word of God. God said his word is forever settled in heaven. It cannot be taken from you. Whatever God said about you, it's settling in heaven. It cannot be taken from you. It's only you if you give the control to the evil one and to people. Then you lose the control over it. But what God said stands. It stands forever. And if you believe in it, you will see the manifestation of what God will do. You should not buy into the lie of the evolving church. They say there's an, the church is evolving. No. God is the same yesterday, now, and forever. What God ordained for a woman will stand forever. And we will be questioned by that. So all, don't move with all the doctrines of, they're called doctrines of devils. Because when you do that, you cannot walk effectively. Because the Bible says, submit to God and resist the enemy. You, you cannot resist the enemy without submitting. You have to submit to God. And it's not just submitting because you come to church and sing a gospel song. Uh -uh. Submitting is seeing what God said about you and your position. If you're married, that's a very critical place. Jesus was talking to me about the day when you're like, you know, I know I have called you, I've anointed you, but there's a come to a place where you submit to your husband for the anointing to flow. If you don't, it's not going to flow. Satan will come and corrupt a person. Yes, the person is born again. Yes, the person loves the Lord. But he knows the laws that govern the rules of engagement, submission. You might say, oh, I come to, if you don't even submit to your own husband, there's a problem. You can't be effective. You can't be effective. Those are, they're called little foxes. They're little things that you pass by and you don't think that affects you. It does. Sometimes you might pray and then you don't get an answer because of those little foxes. Thank God if you have a godly man. If you don't have a godly man, then that's another thing altogether. But if you have a godly man, submit to God, submit to him, and God will move. He warned me. He told me, if you don't deal with this right now, it's going to affect your ministry. Because I can get mad, you know. Because, you know, because of years of being hurt and stuff, you form a defense mode, right? So anybody that try to cross that, you have to shield yourself. But this thing has to come down. That wall has to come down. Ephesians 3 says, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. What is the calling that God has called you to be as a woman? Is to birth things. You need to groan. Groan. I can tell you, I can testify of how God has dealt with a lot of things. It starts small and then you start increasing. The anointing increases. And the anointing is not just preaching and teaching. No. The anointing is so much more. It's given to every single person. When you receive Christ, it is in you. 
He doesn't say, I'm, I wasn't born to be a preacher. I'm not going to tarry in the spirit. No, 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 no. You have to walk worthy of the calling God has given you. Because when you stand before Jesus, you're going to ask, answer questions. And how did you live your life as a wife, as a daughter, as a preacher, as a lawyer, whatever you are? You're going to be judged by that. Because how did you live your life with the position he has given you? The position of a woman. It's an office. That's just like you say, the office of a bishop. The woman is the, there's an office of a woman. They don't have to write in the scriptures. It's a place. It's a position. But how did you live that place? Did you just let your children be driven off by drugs, homosexuality, immoral, whatever, and all these things happening? God will ask you, what did you do about it? People think that you're just going to enter. <clears throat> There's one time in the spirit I was taken up into the heavens and I stood in the midst of angels and I asked the one next to me, what is going on? And then he directed me with his eyes and I saw a man who had died but has gone to Christ and he came and he, he, this is how he, he was dragging himself and he fell in the presence of Christ. And Jesus would, was smiling on his face. There was a gold crown on his head and he had a small crown and he came to the man and he placed it upon that man's head. I said, such a privilege for me to watch such a thing. The crown of life. Yes, there are many afflictions of life. But when I saw that, I said, I want that. I want that. I want to be crowned. But you could see how the man walked. It seemed like. He had gone through a lot of affliction, a lot of hurt. But when he came, there was a glorification when he entered. And he was crowned. Once we stop playing church and going with all these doctrines of devils, and we focus on what God called us to be in the suffering, in the fellowship, of course we will suffer, of course. Of course, it's going to hurt. There are things that will happen in your home. There's the things that will happen to your children. There's things that will happen to your marriages. You endure as a good soldier of Christ. There are times when I don't even want to preach to people because I said, God, I don't think we agreed on this one. Why did this happen? I have to go and preach about the same thing that is happening to me. It is not easy. But you teach and preach by faith. When there was a lot of prophecies on my son, but the day I gave birth to him, we almost both died. It was a very hard labor. And I remember as I was giving birth, then I saw the vision of stairs, and I saw the, I saw the Lord below the stairs, and he was giving instructions to four angels. There were four, two on this side, two on this side. Because he knew if he doesn't help me, I'm gone. And then after that, my child was born and he wasn't breathing. He was put in a breathing machine. So I was like, this is not what we agreed on. Because I prayed for that boy even before I was married, even before I even thought of being married. 
I told God many years ago that I said the seed, the child that should, a male child that will open my womb belongs to you, God. And that night, that's when I had the visitation of Christ because I gave him something that, you know, cost me. But after I conceived him, I went through a lot of, even when I came here that year, after that, you have no idea the kind of troubles I went after that. You might think, oh, she's pregnant, she's going to give birth, and everyone's going to be praising. No, I faced a lot of trouble after that. They found growth in my womb when my son was there. And they said, well, we'll have to do a hysterectomy. I went back to God. I said, wait. I said, Lord, remember your covenant with me. They can't kill my child just to save me. I said, Lord, remember your covenant with me. Remember your covenant with me. We did survive it. He did too. But... <laughs> there's some things that are still happening and you're wondering God why there is a covenant why but you need to understand it's Satan that is attacking your seed I know you've prayed over your children but they're still doing the same things you told them not to do some of them <laughs> they have married the wrong person some of them they walked away from God they don't want to hear anything but groan. Pray. Stop praying and pray hard. Because if you take it lightly, you might lose that person. The enemy has come with a vengeance because he's coming to destroy the seed of the woman. But you have to pray hard. Even if you don't feel like it. You know, if you just have to walk around and just say, Rava Shatayaba Kotayaba. You know, the scripture says, revive me, quicken me, and I will call upon your name. Ask the Lord to quicken you. Quicken me, and I will call upon your name. There are times you don't even feel like praying at all, but pray anyway. Try just little by little. Just stand in the position, because you, once you understand the position you are in Christ, I'm not talking about just salvation. Your position as a woman. And know the power you carry to bring forth. Remember in the book of Revelation, they said there was a woman who was about to give birth and the dragon was there waiting for her. The Satan is going to be close as you pray. He's just waiting. But once you do that, you know the kind of help the woman had. Even the earth opened up and swallowed the water that came after her. Pray before you lose your child. Pray before you lose your marriage. Pray to enter into marriage. Pray for that job. Pray for finances. Because if you don't do that, the enemy knows that that's your calling. And if you don't walk in it, you're not going to get what you're looking for. Life is not fair. If you're looking for God to be fair, you know, I hope you will be fair, Lord. No. You have to fight for it. We are in an earth where Satan is the God of this world. You have to fight for it. I don't want to take much of your time today. We are going to pray. You need help to pray for that long. We all need help to pray for that long. 
because when the disciples were trying to cast a demon out of a child and they couldn't do it, and Jesus said, this kind, this kind has to go through prayer and fasting. There are these kinds of stuff. You cannot pray for five minutes and just say, oh, in Jesus' name, amen, and you think it's just going to happen? No. You have to sacrifice prayer, fasting, intercessions. But you need the you need the Holy Spirit to do that. You need him because he helps us in our infirmities. He knows the things we ought to pray for. You might be praying that your child has a drug addiction and you don't know something must, maybe something happened to him as a child you don't even know. But the Holy Spirit will lead you to know what really happened and know how to pray about it. Thank you, Jesus. We'll ask for the Holy Spirit to empower us, to fill us, to strengthen us. I told you the coming revival, the women are supposed to be interceding. That's how that revival is going to be birthed. The intercessions women will be making in their homes, in their workplaces, in all those kind of places. And this revival is not about miracle signs and wonders. Repentance and bringing people back to Christ before he comes. Because as a mother, you get worried when your child is outside the circle of God. You worry day and night. You wonder, what if the child gets killed in an accident? There's no time for repentance, then what? There was a woman who had a daughter and she was so deep in drug addiction, but she kept praying anyway. One of those days she overdosed and then she flatlined and then she was taken to hell. And she was there and she said the only thing she couldn't, she didn't understand how she got there. She was describing the place, how it was. And then as she was there, she heard the voice of the mother praying. And when she heard the mother, she said, Jesus, help me. What happened is a hand came and pulled her out. And then she was resuscitated and she was able to breathe again. A mother can pray a child out of death, premature death. It's because you don't know. That's why the enemy is you know, thriving in your life. It's because you don't know. Jesus, the word of God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Know your office. Know your purpose as a woman. Not anything else. Not your money, whatever. A woman. And that's why he caused, the devil causes women to fight against each other. Little things. I don't like her. She, don't, she doesn't give me the good vibes. That's nonsense. What you're looking at is a fellow soldier. That's a fellow soldier. Once you overcome the pettiness and all this deception of the enemy, you will know that the women are a mighty army. They're mighty. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want everybody, who doesn't pray in the Holy Spirit here? Does everybody speak in tongues here? Good. You're a mighty army indeed. Yeah? Yep. Okay. We're going to usher in the presence of Christ. We need a sound. We'll have to make the sound.
when the Antichrist comes, we won't even have a piano to play. We have to be the sound. Amen. The lady over here, come sing. Come. Yeah. Sing a song that has the words holy, holy, holy. Yeah, the Holy Spirit has given me a song. It goes like the word the song like Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? Everybody come here. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy. Are you? said weeping may endure for a night and this is specifically for you and everybody but you weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning I'm not reading out of a scripture I'm saying what he's saying right now thanks for listening to this episode of warning radio with dr. Jonathan Hansen founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. 
We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.